0: morning and welcome to another episode of Recipe for Success. Uh, My name is Nancy Giacalone and for anyone joining us for the first time today, um, this podcast came about because of my love of cooking. So my guest today is particularly special to me, but I was in the kitchen one weekend, I don't know, working on some sort of recipe and I started thinking about how There's always one ingredient or technique that's really critical to the success of your recipe. And without it, it always falls a little bit flat. And the more I thought about that, the more I realized the same thing is true in business and in life. And so I love to share my guests' secret sauce and what makes them special. So my very special guest today is Alison Farkas with Sauté and Soirée. can I say Soare? Soiree. Soiree. See, apparently I'm clearly not French. Yeah. Um, yeah don't ask me to pronounce anything. I'm going to butcher it. But um, she has a very unique business that really connects people through food. So how much do I love that? Mm-hmm. So Alison, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about you, um, what you
1: do and what led you to where you are now. Okay. Thank you so much, Nancy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Um, so what I do, my business is called saute and soiree, and I bring people together either over the screen from the comfort of their kitchen, uh, or in person all together in a kitchen to, um, to make food together, to connect, make food, laugh, rub elbows, and, and have a good time. Um, I think great thing, great things happen when you, uh, when those two ingredients, you know, uh, they, they make for a great recipe, if you will. So, um, just a little about me. I'm born and raised in Miami beach, Florida. I moved to the Northeast, um, nine years ago with my husband and our now daughter, uh, our daughter, who's now 15 Reagan. And, um, and I straight out of college, I started working with my dad. I was a financial advisor with my sister. It was a family business and, uh, it was great that it was a family business, but, uh, that really wasn't my calling. And I started a, a side hustle that expression really wasn't around then, but, um, it was passion project side thing. And, uh, and I called this saute and soiree and I knew I always would want to turn it into a business. And, uh, and, and here we are. So, okay. So you're a financial advisor. I'm in
0: benefits. I can totally relate, but saute and soiree, let's get this right sooner or later. So, um, was it your love of cooking? Was it your love of people? What what kind of prompted you to think, this is something I have a passion for that mm. I want to do. Was it something in your upbringing, uh, food network? What what, what really yeah. pushed you in that direction?
1: Yes. Thank you. So I think it's a, a marriage of two things. One, um, a love for food and cooking. My mom would throw terrific dinner parties. My parents would throw great dinner parties, sort of more of the Julia Child um, style, uh, and and that applies, you know, that's timeless. But certainly a, a more um, uh, formal style of entertaining. But she would do everything, and uh, my dad was the bartender, and she would make everything, and uh, and and it was impressive, and so that stuck with me. So you can put me in the category of foodie. Uh, I love to cook and bake and savory and sweet. I'm also someone who is um, an outgoing person, a social person. Um, I like bringing people that I know with other, you know, together with other people that I know, and I like food to be in that equation. So it's really what I do is a mirror reflection of of who i am it is who i am it's it's the marriage of food and the passion for it and making and eating it and bringing people into that uh to enjoy it together i love that um
0: so um the comment that's on the screen right now um that's my mother so um she uh-huh. is she's awesome she always uh she's my biggest fan she always shows up to support um and so uh, my mom was a good cook although very traditional cook i mean we had you know kind of a very set um schedule of meals. And so I think once I got out of the house and started um, experimenting with food, that's when I fell in love with it. And back in the day when PBS used to have all the wonderful cooking shows, I really, I mean, I was glued to this because they actually showed you how to cook. Yes. Unfortunately, and I still am a huge Food Network fan, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie, Different. but they don't really show you how to cook. It's mm-hmm. their competitions and contests and game yep. shows, which is great. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have a, a problem with that, but I loved the actual process, those tips and mm-hmm. um, those those were really wonderful. Oh, um, I agree. So another question along those lines um, was in my brain a moment ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it will pop right back mm-hmm. in, but um, oh, I know what it was one of the things I thought about is that when you really want to get to know somebody better, what's the first thing you do? You want to share a meal with them. Yes. So I think what you're doing is not only about food, but it's about people.
1: Agreed. Yes, absolutely. I I think the best conversations happen at uh, either in the kitchen or at the dinner table, all kinds of conversations, the off limit kinds, the fun kinds, the silly kinds, serious People connect. They break bread. I mean, it's an actual expression. It's breaking it breaks right together. It's it's people connect over food. You have to eat. It's been in our, you know, it's been in our world, in our lives. So uh it's it's just if I think of a place where people are sharing stories and and um growing with one another, it's around food. Um,
0: I think that it's interesting because you you know this. I mean, I think anybody would agree with me is that you have people to your house. Where does everybody end up? Always and in I the kitchen, <laughs> in the kitchen. So it's really kind of cool if you can get them to participate. So we'll yes. talk a little bit about a little bit about that more. Okay. One of the things um, we kind of, you and I kind of debated about whether we should bring this into the conversation or not, but I think it is important. And I think that um, one of the things that we were impacted by pretty significantly during COVID mm-hmm. was the disconnect from people, mm-hmm. the disconnect from each other, and food is a way to reconnect, even if you're doing it, even if you're doing an event virtually, it is still a way to reconnect. Um, Do you think that people feel more connected with each other after they do one of your events?
1: Yes, I do. I try to facilitate that. That's my goal. So my goal is twofold. It's uh, that people leave saying, well, threefold. That was so much fun because I want to create a memory for people. I wanted to, you know, leave an impression on their heart and mind. I want it to be memorable. If they come away saying, oh, I didn't, I've never used uh, smoked paprika when I roast tomatoes. If they learn something, great. I don't come at it with, this is a class. You're going to learn something. Here's a recipe card. No, Uh, my goal is just to get the conversation flowing and people talking and engaging. And so, yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. So um, you do both in-person and virtual classes. Mm -hmm. We know that you're in Pennsylvania, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to take an in-person class unless Mm I magically find myself in Pennsylvania, which probably Mm -hmm. is not going to happen anytime soon. But how do you, um, how do you make your virtual classes just as exciting and as interactive as
1: an in-person event? Okay, that's a great question. So um, sometimes with a virtual event, people know each other. And sometimes they don't when they know each other, it feels more like a party. There's a, you know, there's that atmosphere that vibe. And when they don't, I have some sort of icebreakers, uh, you know, that I that I have in my back pocket questions to ask. And so It's important. Of course, the goal is that everyone makes this thing together that we're making something simple and approachable and unfussy. I like to say you have to eat whether it's it's you don't need any fancy tools. Um, But as we're going step by step. In, in the, you know, first we're going to do this, make sure everyone's done with that. Then we're going to do this, make sure everyone's done with that. I'm trying to encourage conversation. So say, Nancy, where'd you say you are again? And, you know, uh, oh, has anyone ever um, had this type of uh, spice or, oh, I've, I've, I've had these tomatoes, this particular type of tomato when I was in Italy. So I try to encourage conversation at any moment, if there's a lull. I try to, you know, whatever it is, because I am a gregarious person. So I'll try and pull some conversation out of people to get the conversation flowing. And it does. I mean, it, it does. It's not it's not meant to be everyone. Follow me and put your questions in the chat. Sure. I'm, I'm there to encourage conversation, fun questions, input. What if someone knows how to get the garlic out of the, you know, the, the garlic clove out of the, the um, you know, out of. Get the garlic out of the bulb easier <laughs> than I do. Then please share that. Tell everyone, you know. So, so that's my goal. The goal is just to encourage conversation, and I have um, ways to uh, to make that happen. Okay, so I'm thinking. So virtually, there could be two different um,
0: scenarios. There could be where everybody is joining individually mm-hmm. virtually, or there could be a group yes. where you're like on a big screen. Because yes, I'm thinking, doing that. I, yeah, I'm thinking. Of course, of you know, I was run everything through my own little personal filter Um, I was thinking about my book club because uh, my last book club we had read a book that was set in India and Mm. I decided to Mm. make Indian food and which was delicious I'd never made it before but it turned out amazing Um, but everyone was really like just stumped by that and I'm like it was really easy I you know Read some recipes and you uh-huh. know followed the directions. Made sure I had the proper spices and everything, and uh-huh. and and it was interesting, But they were so astounded by that. I think that would be such a nice um, anybody listening. This is a great idea. Next book club, if you cook together after your book as well, then it could really you could really have that conversation all around. So that I'm would be doing fun that too. For a group,
1: yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, they've got the grocery list, the tools list, and I'll have it all planned out. So I'll be on their screen in their kitchen. And it'll be six of them in their kitchen. And I'll be saying, OK, uh, Missy, go do that. And Rob, can you take care of that? And they'll have everything prepped. And I'm sort of the, the uh, conductor of the orchestra. And, and they're, they're listening to what I'm telling them to do next. So I'm basically doing it for them step by step. But they're executing what I'm telling them to do. So yeah, that's a great idea as well.
0: Cool. I love it. Well, um, and my mother of course has to say that I am a great cook. Um, I am a, I am a
1: good cook. I don't know that I would say
0: great, but I like to cook. Um, okay. So this is something I picked up off your website. So I've got to read it. Um, Mm -hmm. again, my 27 font without my glasses. So hopefully I can read this. Mm -hmm. Um, it says your goal is to create an experience that marries food, creativity, conversation, and connections. Which is the very best recipe. I mm-hmm. love that. I mean, you've kind of talked about that a little bit already, mm-hmm. um, but just are there any other things that you, you can add to how you facilitate that kind of wonderful
1: mesh of all those things together? Sure. Uh, so I like to, uh, you know, everything we eat has a story. It comes from somewhere, and and also. The word itself. So I'm big into language and culture and etymology. Uh, so I'll always, so for example, and I use this example a lot, um, the word bruschetta comes from the word bruscare, which means to grill over hot coals. And bruschetta is basically the bread that's grilled. And so talking about something Italian, someone may say, well, I'm, my parents are Sicilian. And then the other person says, Oh, my, my, my neighbors, uh, you know, for, or I was in Naples or anything, you know, there's so many things you can bring up to get the conversation going to, to, to help each individual person if they want Highlight, you know, their background or something that's close to their heart or an experience that they had that they then can share with everyone else, which ultimately creates bonding. It's the same thing as what happens at the table, you know. You're you're sharing stories. So if we can open up a little bit and highlight a little about who we are, what we're proud of, you know, our 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 uh, our heritage, uh, that all parlays into food. I mean, it, it all parlays into food. So it's
0: it's. I, I love that you I love that you spend some time on the origin of the of the names and where the food came from because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we just take it for granted you know and yes. it's it's become something that we're so familiar with you know you yes see, we just pass of course, it, yeah. I can't pronounce it as well as you do but you know bruschetta, mm-hmm. you see it on every menu but you, you don't see ever it, on think every it. Menu. Yeah. you don't ever you don't really think about it and we'll say you may see it on every menu it's rarely done well so um it has to be done well to actually mm-hmm. be good so we'll call that the bad bruschetta is bruschetta, and the good one is bruschetta. I'll as long as this. it's
1: fresh, you know that's yeah. it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome.
1: Um,
0: what if someone tells you um, they really want to do something like this, but their kitchen is too small? Um, how do you how do you you know make
1: them feel comfortable with that and maybe overcome that? So I think that some of the best meals come out of likely the smallest kitchens all around the world just think about a manhattan kitchen the size of a manhattan kitchen so hopefully it's equipped with some sort of heating element even if you had a a, a hot you know plate or something and you have a pot or a pan so or even think about like how people suggest the oh, the, the millions of ways to save space how to be space efficient there are ways to do it. There are ways to, to, uh, to store your things, to keep your things. And really, as long as you have a window <laughs> to open, you know, if you need and, uh, and, and space to keep things and, and you're creative, the size of the kitchen really shouldn't matter. One of my um,
0: favorite people I followed for many, many years, uh, Deb Perlman from Smitten Kitchen. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Enough, I am. Yes, she's out in New York, and when she started, when I first started following her, she had the tiniest kitchen, yes. and she was producing some of the most amazing food. I Absolutely. still use I still use her recipe for lasagna, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, she has some, some very good recipes and she has a, she has a more modest sized kitchen now Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to her tiny one. But Mm -hmm. I always remember that just how tiny her kitchen was and the things she would make. I was always amazed.
1: Sure. Not an obstacle.
0: Um, okay. So I think, you know, again, I'm in benefits and we are always talking to employers about wellness programs or things Mm -hmm. that we can do to promote a more healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, Let's say somebody contacts you and says, "I'd love to do a corporate workshop mm-hmm. around healthy eating." Mm-hmm. how How do you approach that and in a in a way that makes people feel included and not singled out or comfortable with that
1: approach with the with the the healthy eating approach?" Yes. so the style, my style of cooking, I would say, starts with Mediterranean. I don't even want to say the word diet because I don't want to, you know, Mediterranean style of eating is healthy. It's nutrient dense. It's colorful, you know, fruits, vegetables, proteins, grains, legumes, spices, nuts, oils, herbs. It's delicious. And if you start there, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, it's, you can find things that most people will enjoy. So you're not ever going to make everyone happy The the people who are strictly meat and potatoes and they're, they, they haven't really ventured out. I, I, there's not much I can, I can do for them. You know, maybe we could roast some sweet potatoes or something, but you know, um, but that sort of cuisine is so healthy and there are so many options there that you, you know, even calling it healthy food, some people are like, ah, healthy food, it has no flavor, and they run. But it really does have a lot of flavor. It has a tremendous amount of flavor if you use, just think about like, you know, roasting squash and olive oil, maybe a little, a little honey and some toasted pumpkin seeds and some Greek yogurt. I mean, you have a healthy, colorful, vibrant, delicious, textural, nutrient-dense food. Exactly. (laughs) You know, a meal that you could fit into any wellness program. It's good for you. And it's delicious.
0: Um, One of the things that I think is interesting, um, I was helping a a number of years ago, but I used to do some cooking class, teach some cooking classes. And Mm -hmm. one of my friends had brought her daughter over and and I was showing her some basic things to make. And we were talking about the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, just shop the perimeter of the store. And she was so stunned by just that. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, that's where the fruits and vegetables meet all of your, you know, the th- the primary things you need. Yes. Like you don't need anything that comes out of a box. No.
1: And stay away from things you can't pronounce and you'll be yeah. good to
0: go. Yeah. It was, um, it was just such an, in I, because when you just think that way automatically, sometimes it's surprising when other people have never had that. Right. That education, if you will, or that mm-hmm. um, opportunity, just to think about food
1: just a tiny bit different. Right. Just, just omit the, the the middle of the you know the store. Yeah. I mean, that's where the olive oils are. Right. And, I mean, you, you have to go things. there for some but, things, but, but largely, but I mean, largely, I, you know,
0: you're right. But eighty percent of your groceries can easily come from the perimeter of the store. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, along those lines, I also believe that food is medicine, and mm-hmm. um, the food that we put in our body dictates the way we feel, um, to a large extent. Yes. I mean, I'm not overboard saying we don't have it. There's not a need for medical attention and medical care, Mm -hmm. but we can do so much to improve our own health by simply paying attention to the food that we eat. Um, And along those lines, kind of what we were just talking about is the less processed food is Mm -hmm. the better it is Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: For sure. I think that, uh, I mean, studies have, there's countless studies that show that a cleaner diet, you know, this word clean, which sort of goes back to your shopping the peripheral of of the store um, is, is just avoiding processed foods, avoiding, you know, that's not to say avoid bread. That's not to say avoid uh, potatoes. Um, Those things can be healthy, but just eating clean. You know, can can help you stave off disease, can help to control disease. I mean, depending on what you're reading, they may the, the claims may be bigger, but it's I think unequivocally proven that uh, it is absolutely one way to lead a healthier and possibly longer life.
0: Um, I agree with that a hundred percent because I think a lot of times the first course of action should be addressing your diet, and then and if that's not helping. That's then the next step is medication because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unfortunately as a society, I think that we have become the quick fix society. I'll take a pill. Yeah. That, that will fix that. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get to the fun part of the question. Mm-hmm. Five burning questions. I ask every guest tailored a little bit to the specific person. So obviously this might seem like an obvious question,
1: but I ask everybody, so you are not exempt,
0: what is your favorite food? And can you cook it?
1: I can cook it. My favorite food is pasta. I get a tremendous amount of joy eating a bowl of pasta. It's just it's just everything to me. Just a bowl of pasta, maybe some like creamy pesto, crushed red pepper flakes and a glass of red wine. I'm a happy girl. I and love I can cook book. it. I love a good no, no, do you make your own pasta. Uh, I have made my own pasta. I wouldn't do that on, you know, uh, after a busy day or anything no. like that, but I have a KitchenAid mixer with the pasta attachment. I've made ravioli uh, with some interesting fillings. Uh, I made noodle pasta, but um, it's not something I, you know, do on the daily, but I've done it before. It's very rewarding. But there are very, very good uh, dried pastas available. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, which is what
0: I use the majority of the time too. So, All right. So what is a character trait that you admire most in other people and why?
1: Um, I would say courtesy. I think that uh, just kindness to your fellow human, everything, you know, and everything that we do and that, that, that can roll into so many other, other things, Um, you know, manners, uh, just, it just courtesy, holding a door for someone, looking at someone in the eye when you're checking out at the grocery store, um, you know, expressing gratitude after someone's done something for you even later, I think it just ha- when people feel appreciated and seen, it's uh, you know, I just think it pe- people it feels it makes people feel good, you know, to 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 be appreciated and to be seen. So I think courtesy is the beginning of that. So just courtesy uh for your fellow for your fellow human, I admire that in people.
0: I like that. It is really a gift you give others. Yes. Okay. So now I get to turn the mirror on you and say, what is the character trait in yourself that you're most proud of and
1: why? Okay. Um, well, I, I'm, I am going to say, I'm going to say that because if, if it's important to me, it's because I feel like it's part of me and I feel that I am that way. I, I, I try hard to let people know that I appreciate them. I believe in, um, you know, bring people together, having people feel included. I try to do that in what I do in work. I, you know, in social settings, I say, "Come on over here." Uh, just, you know, being kind, showing appreciation, um, gratitude—all that rolls into into one for me. So. I don't know if that Uh, answers your question. It absolutely answers my question, and I love it. That was a perfect answer.
0: Okay, so if somebody says, I can't cook, or cooking intimidates me, or I'm scared of cooking, what's the one piece of advice that you could give them to make them feel a little bit more comfortable and a little less intimidated?
1: So I uh, am just going to break that one into two. First, I'll just say start small. Uh, Don't you know, I was like, I'm not a gardener. I have no green thumb. I'm terrible at this when I moved to the northeast because I lived in a condo in Miami. And then uh, the house, you know, here, I thought, all right, I'm a cook. I have to plant some herbs and I go to the store. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. But yes, they could die. So it's just taking that one step and then realizing, okay, wow my basil grew. The cilantro didn't do so well, but the basil grew. What can I do next? So taking a small step. And then the other thing I'd say is find someone that you feel comfortable with. Let's say you feel a little intimidated, a little insecure. I can't do this about cooking. Find someone that you know knows you, that you feel yourself with them. That's a slightly better cook than you are. Invite them to your house and have them show you what they do and do it together, you learn by doing, do it together, make that vinaigrette together, make that pasta together, you know, sear the chicken together. Those little techniques, a lot of people don't know how to do those things. So all it takes is one step, getting your feet wet, and then, you know, then you've opened doors, you're opening doors into say, "What, what, what else can I do? So that's advice that I would give. That's perfect, I love
0: that. All right, this is a fun one. So what's your secret talent? or something people
1: would be surprised to learn about you. So the, when I say like Bruschetta and all this stuff, uh, and I pronounce it that way, it's because, well, not only do I have a, a, a love and appreciation for foreign culture, I studied abroad for two years, I traveled extensively, but I have almost, um, I have like a hyper-sensitive, hyper-awareness um, of sounds and when it comes to language. So I do speak Spanish fluently. Yes, I grew up in Miami, and there are Spanish-speaking people everywhere. And I did take advantage of my ability to pick up a language rather quickly. So I can pick up a language rather quickly. But I also have um, a really cool ability to mimic the sound of that language. So people say, "Wait, you, you're not Italian?" Or wait, you're not? Oh my God, you you said that in Russian so well. So. That is something I'm proud of, um, I love it. And of course, when we're cooking, I always throw some of that in there. I, <laughs> I would, would too, I would <laughs> too.
0: And I would be very proud of that. What a cool, what a cool uh, yeah. talent to have. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just butcher it, you know. That's okay. I try, so I, I, music I will. And, you know, yeah. everyone, I will make an effort, I will make an effort. Okay, so last question. Who is the one person, famous, not famous, doesn't matter, that you would most like to sit down and have a cup of coffee with, share a glass of wine. Who is that
1: person and why would you be attra- why would you want to spend time with that person? So when you asked this question and I saw it really, I, I could have thought about you know people in the culinary world or but someone that I thought uh, that I'd really enjoy having at my house and making dinner for her because I just, I'm so gravitated to her personality is uh, she's a judge on, you know, the food network shows is Alex Guarnaschelli. She, she's a Manhattan restaurateur. She owns a restaurant called butter, but just the way she talks and, and communicates and her eye contact and her sense of humor and she's dry sense of humor. She's witty. She's funny. I would love to have a cup of coffee with her. I'd love to have her in my house and, and, and make dinner for her. So yeah, that's the answer to that question. I love that. And I love
0: that you were hesitant about, about saying her, you're like, I don't know if anybody would who she is. I'm like, I know who she is. Yeah. Um, I love her. And I, and it's not about, I mean, it's really about who you would want to spend time with. So I think that's a perfect yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. Um, So. I usually don't ever interject this, but I will share that the one of the people that I would most like to have a meal with is Stanley Tucci after his whole um, Italy series. I could not yep. tear my eyes away from that series. Yeah,
1: I'm going to have to go with Stanley Tucci. <laughs>
0: Yeah, You're I mean, when, like you, when you love her.
1: I know, Stanley needs to be at the table too. I would love to make a, a, a beautiful Italian cocktail. They're both Italian. I'd love yes. to make an Italian cocktail, a delicious bowl of pasta for all of us to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: Okay, so if people want to know more about how they would hire you, mm-hmm. um, what you do, whether it be for business, whether it be for family, fun, book club,
1: whatever, how what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So I would say email or my website and my website, it's pretty much the same thing as Allison a L L I S O N at saute and soire. I will spell it. Uh, S A U T E A N D S O I R E com. That's my email. And, uh, my website is saute and Soiree, spelled the same way. I just said, uh, dot com. And, uh, You know, some people are like, wait, how do you pronounce that? But that's what I named it in Miami. I just wanted to give the feeling of party and food. So saute and soiree.
0: So, yeah, I think it does definitely give that idea. And you know what? If somebody misspells it in the search bar, it's still going to come up. Yes. So they will, they will find you. And if for some reason you're looking for it and you can't get in touch with Allison, please reach out directly to me and I will put you in touch with her. Um, I, I know that, um, I am going to definitely contact you for something just I don't know what yet, but I'm like, I want to do that. Um, so thank you so much for your insights today and for joining me. It was so much fun. I don't, I'm usually talking about Lots of other stuff. I don't get to talk about food that much. So this was very oh, fun. Anytime. So <laughs> thank you thank for the you opportunity.
1: Again. I really appreciate it. This has been so much fun. Awesome. And I will see everyone else next week. Thanks again. Thanks guys.